Basics, episode number 30. I'm Patrick. And I'm Robert. Each episode we'll try and talk about a board game and a card game. Hosting for this episode is provided by Gameology, Australia's largest gaming warehouse. Thank you very much. So today oh, we're hold talking... on, we've got an order coming from them. Well, yeah. So today we're talking about <laughs> Pandemic Iberia, Trains Rising Sun, yes. and another Top Trumps game that we got. Oh, you want to talk about that too, do you? Okay. Haven't we got three, I think, now? Yeah, probably a few of those. Because I've got two, Mika's got one. So did you know what games I... It's probably our last order of games that we're getting from really? for a while because we need to save some money <laughs> to pay for Arkham a holiday. Horror? Uh, a couple of Arkham Horror little mythos I sets. know that because you're going to get the whole thing soon. Do you know what the other game was? No. Spectre Ops. Oh, yeah, that's the one where you told me about. Where you're hiding around. Yeah, the and person doing secret moves. Oh, Legend of the Five Rings. Beginner um, yeah. RPG, but that's for you told me all that of us. Again, to get us in the theme of our eventual trip back to Japan. Japan. Yeah. How's your week been? All right. Um, good. How that's was good. yours? Yeah, good. Um, busy weekend. So that. Yeah. Just normal nowadays, but yeah. we our daylight savings ends tonight. Mm, oh. That's gonna make Starfinder hard. Yeah, we'll have to work out the time thing for that. But that's the end of summer. Well, the warm period. Summer's finished, but the end mm. of all that. Oh, anyway, our favourite time of year. Yep. Okay, so trains. Do you want to read the little bit at the um, front of the... Hang what? on. What oh. about um the Top Trumps trains? So oh. um a while ago we got this from Gameology. Um, it was trains Top Trumps. Mm-hmm. We decided... Uh, World's fastest trains oh, for Top yeah, Trumps. In the last. Um, we we decided to talk about that for this episode because we're doing trains, Rising Sun, oh. which is and they're both my games. Well, you're in charge of the whole episode, so yeah, go for it. So um, I may as well read out the little. As had, you I'll read out a little. Would how know to if play you've listened to this, this. Patrick I'll, loves trains. I'll read out a little how to play because this one's like the weirdest one okay. that you'll see. So normal top trumps is um, lowest not winning, highest one. So this one range is an ex- estimation of total rail network size regular journey. Highest newest wins for. Debut year and lowest for fame rank. Okay, so I've got here the New York subway, which is has a range of thirteen fifty five kilometers, so one thousand three hundred fifty five kilometers. A lot of them have the one that has the longest range. Can I have those? Oh, let me just find another one it's here. It's really long. Whereas one. Thomas the Tank, yeah, <laughs> his range. It has Hogwarts Express. Oh what? The f- yeah. The range in kilometers. Is nine hundred and thirty-three for the Hogwarts. Yeah, but Express. for for Thomas the Tank is twelve years on air six. I don't it's know been how on air longer. Uh, the Tokyo Metro is three hundred and ten kilometers. Shinkansen, the bullet train, two thousand three hundred eighty-eight kilometers. So yeah, yeah, they're cool. So I haven't actually played this with you. We won't talk about it anymore because we're not talking about this game this episode. Well, even though you seem like you want to. Yeah. Okay. I so sort of do. What are you going to talk about then? All right. So um, the weird thing is that I said was that um, the highest newest wins for debut year and the lowest wins for fame rank. 
So the rest oh, is all highest. Yeah. Because you want the... The fame most... So if it has a fame train. rate of 25, you're not going to win it. Yeah, what about the oldest train? Like the debut year, you want the oldest one? No, you want the newest. The newest one. Oh, so there's oh. one that's actually in the future. That's what you're saying. The Japan Magavel. That's in Mag- 2027. Magalev. That's 2027. Okay. All right. All right, if you're not talking about it, here you go. I'll give you that. Can I have the cards back? I'll, t- I'll put this away. All right, so now we better talk about Trains Rising Sun. Yep. Which <sighs> is the same as the Trains game. There is a Trains, but this is the Japanese uh, oh. rail system. Yeah, this instead. is this is basically old Japan. And, of course, you just had to... We had to get this... So you saved up for it. I'll read out the goal in intri- the introduction and the goal. Okay. And maybe I might say what's in the box, so you get an idea of how it works. Just roughly. Yeah, because the in the box gives you an idea and stuff like that. Okay. And then we can explain some of it. Alright, go on then. So the introduction. Can you build the greatest rail line in Japan? Well, you would want to. Yeah, I, I <laughs> always win that game. Yeah. Now is your chance to find out. Trains is a deck-building game where you work to build the strongest system of rails throughout Japan. Your cards not only allow you to buy other cards to tune your deck, but they will also allow you to build trains, stations and rails lines along the board, which are your keys to victory. Nope, not for mine, not for me. No. I seem to have like the mo- the least trains, and I always win. Yeah, but I- you get the victory points on the cards mm. in the. You deck still building. don't. You still don't know how I win it. No, because I normally build anyway. The game of the game, the goal of the game, is to have the most powerful railway network. You accomplish this by collecting victory points from cards, railways, and stations. To gain victory points, you build a deck using cards from the. Various options that will be available to you. You'll build the deck as you play the game with each player starting with the same smallest set of cards. Use these rail cards to build railways around Japan and ensure your deck runs as effectively as possible turn to turn. So that was the goal. In this box, there is one double sided board, mm-hmm. Nagoya. I like the double-sided board. Shibuya and Kayashu. Yep. Um, they're all places that I think we, we've we been to Nagoya. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going there. That's where the Legoland is. Anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, we've been there, though. 80 rail tokens in four colours. Four scoring tokens in four colours. 35 randomizer cars, cards. Um, 30 white station tokens. 20 route markers. 40 route bonus cards. 47 card dividers for sorting your cards into the box. So, this is something that I've done with them. I've done the uh, um, 47 card dividers, but also I made some more of my own. You did. So, like, for player 1, player 2, player 3, and player 4 for your starting cards, which we'll get on to later. Um, Did you get the idea for that from uh, Harry Potter? No. Oh, right, okay. You just wanted to do that, because one day I'll see you've made all these uh, things. Yeah, because it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Like, cause, yeah, you know how it had the splitting cards in there? I thought, 
oh yeah, why don't they have one for player one, player two, player three, and player four? So you can just open so it I and just, start. So then I just went like that, done. Yeah, so it's because it takes a bit of time to set this Yeah, game it up. took a while for me to make them though. 490 cards sorted into the following decks. Yeah. 10 biofuel train, 10 charitable support, 10 communal commune train. Um, the next one is a dispatcher. Then the next 10, oh, 10 dispatchers, 10 distant partners, 10 distribution centers, 10 engineers, 10 experimental trains, 20 ex- express trains, 10 extra laborers, 10 government subsidy, <laughs> 10 incinerators, 10 interchange, 10 junkyard. 20 lay rails, 10 legal counsel, 10 limited express trains, which are my favourite, 10 limited partnerships, 10 mining trains, 10 monorail, 30 <laughs> normal trains, 10 official office buildings, 10 outdated trains, 10 policy, politicians, 10 protesters, 10 reclamation, reclamation depot. Depot. Reclamation depot, is it? Oh, no. Ten recycling centres. Ten regulations. Ten roundhouse. Ten stadium. Twenty station expansion. Ten strategy meeting. Ten surveyor. Ten trailblazer. Ten unhappy passengers. Ten upgrade. <laughs> Seventy waste. Ten yardmaster. Are we done? <sighs> yep. Oh, whew, you didn't actually have to go through and... But that gives you an idea of how it there works. Are, one thing that it does seem weird, you're talking about trains, right? And there's yeah. all those cool trains, and the pictures are really good. I really like the I artwork. I love the artwork. They, after you've seen them in person, you go, wow, they really look like the trains. Anyway, it looks like they went there, took a photo. I'm sure they did. Pasted it down Yeah. for it. But there were a couple of weird things in there. Why are the why is there waste and recycling depots and things? Well, you might want I know. To explain that. Because bullet trains take up a lot of waste when you make them. Any trains? Can you put the card back where it belongs? I did. <laughs> I did. There's um. <laughs> oh, what was it? You're there's very precious. Waste. You're very precious about this game, aren't you? There are lots of um. There's lots of waste with trains. So if you so you get waste from it. And, um, the trains make waste. Yeah, and a lot of other things make waste. And waste is not good. That comes out every time it comes out, and you, if you, you get, get rid if, of if it. you want it, you can discard it. That's what I did one of the games. So okay, I just went through so we'll just go to the start. So you get there ten cards each, just like a normal deck builder. Five. You play five, and then your next five. But as you're going, you're you're buying cards from the monetary well, amount on the cards. Well, some of them you might want, might not buy cards. Oi. No, but they all have different actions. Put it some. Back. That's a randomizer, you, so it yeah. won't say the action. Some give you money to spend. Some give you lay <laughs> tracks. Some give you different little actions. Maybe a station. Build a station because if you can build more stations, you get end game points. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas you go for the victory points on the cards. So just like a normal standard. Deck yeah, but I was game. trying to build stations and get as many cards as possible, which worked out fairly well. Um, and, but then along the way, the bad thing, instead of liking Clank, you're getting, um, oh, what do you, what's Attacked it? by the dragon. No, the bad thing that you get in there when you're making noise or whatever. Yeah, the, getting attacked by the dragon oh. and putting your stuff in. But this one, we're taking waste, so you, 
waste, you might buy waste, a card and it says, of, well, to buy this card is fine, but it, you also got to take a waste. Hey, here's something. Clank, the, st- the clank, which yeah. is called the noise, yeah. isn't easy noise. to get rid of, yeah. but waste is really easy yeah, to get rid of. Yeah, waste is easy to get rid of. You can just, for your turn, if you turn over your five cards and three of them are waste, you might or go, I'm going to do nothing this turn. I am just going to use my turn to chuck those three waste into the bin. Done. A couple of times so I think good. I um, got rid of like one waste. Like Mika got rid of one waste and I had like, I had like five races and I, like I had, I wouldn't get five races at a time. I normally just wait. And I would get rid of it. Yeah. No, but you were getting five wastes I was, Yeah, I was, I was trying to build my deck, get cool cards and then burn the waste when I got the opportunity. So the board. Uh, the incinerator, the incinerator. Burns the waste. How does the board work? So you have your little hex tiles on this. I think I need the board small... to see how it works. No, you don't. Small board. It's not no, huge it's or anything, big. is it? It's big. Um, well, on the one side it's divided in half for two player. The other side um is for more players. So also, so you can build stations, and the more of these you get points. There are victory point um, remote locations which get you victory points. Um. And the rivers on the map and things like that change the way you build, or the mountains. Japan is a mountainous little area, so it costs more to build over that. Awesome. To win the game? No, it costs more to tunnel through the mountains. Yeah, or to tunnel through the mountains, I guess. That's a better way of putting it, Smarty Pants. Um, okay, so the game ends when uh, any four of the card stacks in the supply... I'll run out because remembering when you start the game you don't start the game with all those cards as an option you pick no. out eight sets and you play the game no, through no no no, no, no. For, some of them are actually ones that you're forced to start yeah, off with yeah so there's a base ones and you you pick out um, eight extra cards yep. but when we first did it a couple of them were the same as like the waste and stuff like that to cut down how many cards you've got in there yeah that's true sorry so you always use like the express train and the limited train and the waste but then you can choose extra ones to change the game up. So there's loads of replay. So I better explain how the money. I was just going to say how the game finishes. So when any of those four games are gone, um, excluding the waste, any of those four supply stacks are gone, excluding the waste, um, are emptied, or any player has used all of their rail tokens because you only have a limited amount of those, or all the station tokens have been placed on the board. But we tend to end the game buying all the cards in a stack most times when we've only played with two or three players. So um, the next one is um, how the money works we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, you want to talk about one of those? Yeah, and the victory points. I got the perfect card, the office building, which has money and victory points. And it has waste that you get. Oh, yeah. So when you get, say, a waste, when you buy this card waste, that means you get a waste. Or if it has like a special action and then says blah, 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 but you want to take a waste, you don't have to take, you don't have to do that action. Right. So then the money, it works like this. So if I, if I have, um, so say I have, don't have the office building yet and I have full money from other cards, mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll go, yeah, I'll spend four of this to get the office building. And then those cards, if they don't have any extra money on them, you get you can't use for money again, unless they have an ability on them which lets you do something else. Um, and okay. also, um, once you've bought the office building, it goes in onto the top of your discard, and um, 
it costs you get one waste which goes on top of your discard and then say it's your next turn you eventually and you get the office building you you play it so that one has a money and it's a victory point you don't get any victory points you only get the yeah. money bonus yeah, so, it's so like, so short say, term. so say I have, oh yeah, there's money. Um, so there's something for five, and I have enough for that. I'll get that, and then you might get a victory point on that one. Yeah. So you don't put it up on the victory point tracker. You at the end of the game, you go through and count pick them. and count out how many victory points you got on each. That tends to be how most of the deck builders. All plays, yeah, so, so that's how a victory point one normal. works, and the uh, money and okay. waste technically. So that's good. So, and just very quickly, and at the, cost how it costs. Um, now just uh, end game. The game, the contents. What do you think of the game? The contents? Oh, I love the artwork on these. You love the artwork. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. The cards are nice and glossy. Mm. So they're a good quality. Yeah, you've got the little cubes, timber cubes. They're hard to scratch. It's good that it's timber, not plastic. I hate the size of the box. I love it. What? It's good. It's, it it's all good. It's in one no, tiny little it's side of it. It's for the uh, trains. Yeah, the but trains. then I'm sure the trains one would come in the same size box. No, but you might want not need the train other trains box. And then, you know what we did with a box? Like you could put extra games in that, couldn't you? In that little bit that isn't used, yeah, can't you, Daddy? You're only using half the box. Mm. Oh, it's a big box. You use half the box. I do not understand. That's something Neither that do I. Ugh, frustrates me. Because then how do we fit mm. them all in our cupboard? No, but you sort of need it that size. Yeah, this one should be staying in your room then. Yeah. Having said that, I'm here in Patrick's room recording with him and he's got his slot car racing set spread out over the whole room. I have to step in and around it. Anyway, uh, we didn't get up the BGG stats for this. Oh, whoops. So if you would like to... Yeah, I'll get that up. So you keep talking. Oh, thanks. Uh, am I allowed to now, am I? Yes. Um, so Patrick's in charge of recording this episode. So we are... Again, last time seemed to work out fine, getting him to do all the editing and the work so he can get the hang of it. Uh, now, if I was to give this game a rating before Patrick even gets it up, um, we have played a few deck builders. We've got Harry Potter, we've played Clank a few times and a couple of others. Deck builders are pretty good games, though. Yeah, and because we really lean, we love trains and Japan, oh, so... For us, I'm probably going to give it... I have to give this one an 8 because it's something that is kind of new to us, new to me in the sense of a deck builder. So what do you give it? I'm, I'm not sure yet. We better read out the Trains Rising Sun stuff. Oh, okay. So the rank for overall is 757, 757. Strategy is 388. Which is a strange one. So seven point, it's rated at seven point five. Mm-hmm. It was made in 2014. Um, it's for two to four players. Community two to four, best with four. Mm. Um, so it's forty five minutes playing time. Age twelve plus. Community ten plus. So the weight is two point four three. The 45 minutes time, I think, is fine if you yeah. keep going. Yeah. Because you've got to learn the cards the first but few times. But do you know what's a good thing? There's a, there's a couple of, like, 
it's like half an hour of something to do, mm. like when you get the game of dividing up all oh, the cards. Yeah. Like, like that, that takes about half an hour or something. Yep. And then it depends if you want to make your player ones. Like player you, one, player so what did you give it? So I really, really like this one. Um, nine and a nine and a half. That's because of the trains. You like yeah. the theme. And but the one thing the... I don't like is the box is awfully big for what it is. Yeah, that's a negative for me. That's the main only negative. Um, that's there's the a cool picture thing. in the in the book here, in the rule book, and it's got a um, driver. Well, I don't think he's the driver in this particular picture, but standing at the front of the train as it drives through a station. One thing you notice, remember when we were in Japan, we stood right mm. behind the driver because you can stand yeah. right behind them. There's a little screen there. And every now and then they do a signal. They point at their, um, their they have a timesheet because the trains in Japan are never late. They're all, there's always one there every five yeah. minutes. Well, whatever it's meant to be. No, it's every five minutes. But as they're just driving along, the, you're doing 80Ks out in the middle of nowhere as they're going along. They're pointing at their, their timesheet where they're meant to be, and then pointing out the window and doing, like, a, a signal thing but also, at nothing. And so I don't know what they're doing at no, but, but it also, looks so cool. they got to get there every five minutes. There's one every five minutes, Yeah, well, it said. depends on each station, though. Well, um, the good thing is so cool. that you can see them, and then you can see what they do when you can't see what they're doing. Because they've got gloves doing. on. They're, like, the culture of japan is i very was watching the very... speed gate and stuff like, like oh, yeah. if you so, watch the speed they're going pretty fast yeah it was you don't feel like you're going 80 on this tiny no. little train and um but then on the shinkansen when you're going 200 k's on the one we were on, yeah um anyway all those little if you're in the middle of do. nowhere going for a long time before a station you'll be going 300 kilometers an hour anyway we have digressed a lot. Anything else to yep. add to, on the topic of the Trains Rising Sun board um, game, apart from it's fun? No. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Pandemic Iberia. Um, it's a game for... How many Two games? to five. Two to five. Ages eight and up. Um, it's community one to five best with four. I can see why it's one to five. It's like what you could do with Pandemic. Yeah, or... Um, one to five. Or with um, Forbidden Desert. Trains Forbidden Rising Sun. Island. Because the same Con. guy... No, get over Trains Rising Sun. You even picked the train bit of music to cut out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a train. Um, No, this game is made by Matt Leacock designed by who did Forbidden Desert Island. Oh, it's 45 minutes playing Sky, time. I presume. Eight, 8 plus, community 10 plus. Mm. Weight 2.63. Okay, so one of those style of games. Uh, let's just see what it says here on the book. Now, we've only, we hadn't played the original Pandemic, but we only on the app. I have the app. But I didn't want to just buy the plain one, because if we ever get the legacy, that'll take Do you have the app on your phone? Yeah. You can play it on my tablet if you need a bigger screen. So it says here, Pandemic Iberia. In the mid... It's the mid-19th century, and as members of the Second Royal Philanthropic 
expedition, you are embarking on your mission to discover the origins of diseases that are devastating the countryside of the Iberian Peninsula. Will you succeed in your mission? Can you research all four diseases in time to save humanity? Yes. And as an overview, uh, just as it's a co-op game, which, like his other ones, uh, the goal is to get to all the four um, diseases researched, but you lose if you have eight outbreaks. Outbreak, outbreak. <laughs> uh, not enough disease, disease cubes are left when you need them, if you haven't mm. got enough blues and they've got to go out, uh, or not enough player cards are left when you're needing to draw at the end of your turn. Um, each uh, character has a specific role to play in the quick list of characters are the um, like sailors and doctors and railmen and nurse and blah 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 so very quickly it's a pretty game this well, one is the good really thing it has trains yeah I know which, so, are, which make like which lets you move further yes and as purification it helps to helps um stop diseases spreading hey and it also has ports so if you're at a port Oh, yeah, yeah. You can move to another port as long as you discard the port that you're going to. It's a card. Yeah, that's right. So the theme is great. Whereas in the mm. other pan- normal pandemic, you fly around or you can move around if you discard things. In this one, you're well, that's more like a boating modern, around. But that one's more like a modern one than normal pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So, so this one's trains and boats. So it's very theme- It's themed very well. And purification, purificating water because they might not have clean water. Yeah, the last game I played of this, we used the purification tokens. Uh, one of the players was able to put three in of them pandemic, out. In pandemic, in pandemic, well. um, you know the one that lets you, the one that lets you like that. So if you're on one square, and all the squares around it can't have the uh, ones put on it. You oh, know that yeah, one? Yeah. There's one like that. Except I think with the one in this one, you can choose one square oh, to yeah, a way to put the token one. on. Yeah, you put a little token and it protects everything connected to it or, oh, yeah. or that square, yeah. yeah. Um, now, this one that we've got is a, a limited edition deluxe, I think. Was it? What was it? What does mm-hmm. it say here? It was just what was on sale. Limited collector's edition. Anyway, so I don't know what the difference is, but we get a little art book of, yeah, I love of the art book. doing the art. Again? And uh, so that's cool. And it's got some really good. Um, the tokens are great. The little and stuff um, research markers, a little magnifying glass, a uh, microscopic. What are they? Microscopes, I suppose they are. Yeah. What am I saying? It look, uh, here's me. Cardboard rail tokens. Um, so. In pandemic Iberia, it looks like stuff that would happen, like in real life, if they were doing it. At that time, mm. yeah. The theme is is good. Very colourful. So, basically, you get some events. You shuffle them into the deck. And the events range from... Um, oh, Because they're different to the base game of Pandemic. Events in this one might be... You get to lay two new railroad tokens. Yeah, which or, is a good event. That's a good one. Um, or... When the plans were good. Take one event card from the player discard pile and play it immediately. So there's a, a few... There, was, there is the one more day one. There's travel night and day. Move a pawn anywhere on the thing. But the drawings are like old little... 
drawings. I really like the cards and the pictures on this one. Anyway. So like the art book. When we got it, I was like, why is this in here, an art book? Now we know why. It's the Luminous Collection yeah. Collector's Edition. So basically, you're trying to collect all your cubes. Um, you need to build a hospital. And the little thing that happens here is the diseased cubes, once you've got a hospital built, the diseased cubes move towards the hospital. One diseased cube of each colour moves towards when the hospital at the, end of, uh, at no. the end of the... For what? An event? Yeah. No, just at, at the end of the turn. No, that doesn't happen. No, that's in um, the Influx of Patience Challenge. So you, it's like you, it, you, you, the disease cubes or also the patients are moving their way to the hospital. So what happens is the hospital ends up overflowing and then there's an outbreak. So did you choose one of those? Um, yeah, blue, put, red, yellow or black No, cards? that's the historical diseases challenge. So there's like a few different ways to modify this game from the base game. And I guess we're sort of presuming everyone knows how to play this game where it's a basically Pandemic. you pick a card, um, you put out three cubes on a, on a place and then from there more cards get drawn, shuffled, and then they all just get circulated on the top of the deck when they have to get reshuffled back in. Because you pull one from the bottom of the deck and then that goes on top without getting into it all. Anyway, so the influx of patients just changes it because you have people running to the hospital. The historical diseases challenge as a part of this... Um, if they, if you have a look here in the book, what does it say? In this challenge, you must fight as ex as an experienced team against even more powerful diseases, and each disease will now appear with a different, terrible behaviour. Um, city life was not so easy in the nineteenth century. Uh, although many diseases devastated the world during the nineteenth century, only four are going to be in the game. At the time, humanity began to learn how the diseases originated, how to fight them, and how to prevent them. All, and although these diseases have now been eliminated from much of the developed world, millions of people continue to suffer from them. And so, the, the cards that they have here, malaria, cholera, yellow fever, and typhus. So, they're all... Do those diseases, diseases still um, harm people? They do in countries where they don't have the water quality and the health I didn't and the ability a, to get health care. A disease existed called yellow fever ever. Yes, and to play this uh, again, there's a different setup. Um, you shuffle disease card and randomly select select one, two, three, or four of them to play with. The more you select, the harder it will be. Um, and you place the cards you've randomly selected to the side of the board and the others to the back. Um, and it's got some historical information at the back of this book. Um, so let's just pick one here. Okay, Telegraph Message is one of the event cards. But for the information about it, it says, The first Telegraph Message in Spain from Madrid to Iran was a Speech Queen Isabel II gave to inaugurate a new Congress period on November the 8th, 1854. 
The public service of Telegram started on February the 25th, 1855. And in 1855, a submarine line connected Lisboa to the Acoris Islands. Uh, Portuguese public service of Telegram started in 1857. So all of these, the, what's that, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 12, um, 15 different cards all have a, have a thing about them. And then, for instance, you were talking about uh, yellow fever? Yeah. So the the yellow fever, the virus, was propagated by the mosquito and often affected sea or river port cities. Uh. Outbreaks were located in the Mediterranean and southern cities and were particularly serious at the beginning of the 19th century. Uh, And just, what say, cholera, the other one? Um, The the bacteria arrived to Porto in the northwest in 1832, Later, it arrived through the port of Virgo, first in 1833 and later in 53. In successive epidemics, around 20% of the population was infected, with a total of more than 650,000 people dying. That's bad. It's a lot of people. That's That's half the the population of our city. That's probably the worst amount. That's probably the worst one out of all of them. The sad thing is these... Diseases are still out there and still trying to cure them. Uh, so we've said when the game ends, hopefully with you winning. Win. Um, but these games are planned. They've done such a great job designing them. It normally comes down to the last turn or two as to whether you actually um, succeed or lose. A bit like Hidden Desert. Uh, yeah, Forbidden Desert that we've played that we haven't actually talked about so there you go now do you want to have a rating for this now i know it's not going to be nine or ten for you um what about yours uh i enjoy it i probably should try and play it as a solo game one time um it's rated at eight on on here yeah i enjoy it but because all of the um games seem very similar whether it be Pandemic Iberia or Pandemic Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert. You're all oh, fighting against a clock and it's going to backfire on you. So I'm going to be... four different, um, like, Pandemic, like Pandemic Iberia, Pandemic, Pandemic something. Cthulhu, all sorts. Pan- yeah. Really? Uh, um, I'm going to go seven and a half. I'm going to go eight. Okay. So... Bit of fun, I don't... It's hard to explain. We probably haven't overly explained that very well, but we've given you some other background, I guess. Mm. Um, About the actual disease. If it sounds like a game you're interested in, I I like the look of this more than the basic pandemic. I like older things, so... I like the, uh, um, how it gives you information on the diseases. Yeah. And, um, it's got better... I reckon this would have better artwork than normal pandemic. And you like the character that gets to move, that gets to protect a larger area, don't you? Yeah. Seems to be what you like. Okay, well, hopefully we don't have to fight any of those diseases. Mm. So, I sort of feel like you've burnt out. I think you used all of your good energy on trains and you might have just gone, ah, 
and you're focusing on doing the uh, thing. Maybe next week I need to go back to doing that so you can focus on yep. what you're talking about. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. And so you don't burn out talking about trains. <laughs> yeah. uh, now what? What? What's um? Oh, we got we forgot to play Starfinder last week. Mm-hmm. We got to board the ship. If anyone's following along, and try and find the um, what do we need to find the? We needed to access the computer. And I was very useful. Yes, you use your doshka to. I I ran up at one of them, killed it, and then I ran across on my next year, killed it. Yeah, and then what did you do? You and then I smashed it into Geary Snickles. So you head. you hit the hit the um head off the skeleton's head off and knocked it into your teammate. <laughs> and then it went flying down the hall and that was funny. And then your your, your teammate chucked it at you later. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He, he killed it, and then he grabbed the head quickly and threw it at me. <laughs> um, and how are you finding that still? Now we're three games in. That was a much quicker Good. session. We had, it was only like an hour, hour and a half, because we're getting the hang of it. And we didn't uh, mess up with Discord. No Discord work. So, do you enjoy that? Yeah. You enjoy playing it? Yep. Yeah. Wonder what happens next to the base station, don't we? Yeah. And I ate all the food. Oh, yeah, you ate all the food. That was funny, like, I can't eat any of this. And then I'm like, yum. And then I go, I'll take it all. That's because I'm the android, so I, yeah. I was like, oh, well, no point in me eating. And then I think Giddy Snickle grabbed one can of drink. <laughs> and I'm like, eh. Uh, uh, you really like that, don't you? Yeah. And So that's good fun. And the other thing is, just before we started doing this, I bought tickets to, there's a little con going on in uh, our town. Um, We've never been to anything like this before. It only takes 200 people and it's our only thing that's within six hours or no, within a 10 hour drive of here. Is it 10 hours to get there? No, it's the nearest one would be 10 hour drive away. But we can still go to Cooperpedia in under 10 hours. (laughs) Well, they certainly don't have any uh, conventions at Cooper We, we were there when the circus was on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that um, that would be like the the dungeons from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Cooper you need to look that up. Yeah, um, it's it's all underground. The Not uh, it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so are. we get to go to a con. So mm. they're going to have some role-playing games there. So we, maybe we can go into a session of that. Your ticket gets you into the whole weekend. And so because there's only 200 people, I think we're going to get to play some cool games and hopefully get to play in a uh, role-playing game. So, mm. so each day we come back and play an hour or so of it? Yeah, you, you can stay there for one hour for the whole weekend or you can stay there for... The whole time, the whole weekend. Yeah, I'll stay there the whole time. That's worth doing, isn't it? I didn't get yeah. one for mum. Anyway, so so that's exciting. She's got to look after Mika anyway. Yeah. The only thing is we have to wait till September, so we've got like six months <clears> away. After the Adelaide show? Yep. Now, oh. anything else we need to talk about? Um, no. No? Okay then. Well, do you want to... Do your bit at the end. 
Hosting for this episode is provided by Gameology, Australia's largest gaming warehouse. Thanks. Email us in at boardgamebasicspodcast at outlook.com yeah, and our Twitter yeah. at BGB. No, at boardgamebasic1. We'll do. At Board game basic <laughs> one. I forgot it was BG. I haven't even been putting anything up there, but the the links do go. All our podcast does go up on there. Yeah, so. and that's about it. Yep. So that's bye from me. And bye from me. Not necessarily the best explaining of the games, but anyway, doesn't matter. You know, I've come home from work just for a couple of hours, so you could quickly do this, and then I've got to head back to work, so... Oh, what, are you kicking me out already? No. (laughs) For a weekend, that's hardly fair. No. I just had to do some extra. It's not good that you've got to go back. And we played the Pathfinder adventure game on the app. Oh, yeah, I haven't played that yet. We forgot to say about that, and... uh, that looks like fun, and Mika's really wanting to play it, but it's so expensive. So, Does it cost might... money? Yeah, so we'll have to see a way of getting that. Um, okay, have you got any jokes for us? Um, yes, I do. Okay, well, you want to let me have it, or what? <laughs> what did the left eye say to the right eye? No idea. Between us, something smells. <laughs> right, Why did yeah. the student eat his homework? Because the teacher told him it was a piece of cake. <laughs> okay. Well when you look for something, why is it always the last place you look? I don't know. Because when you find it, you stop looking. Oh. <laughs>